Hi, I'm Brittany Bly. And I'm Anna Marie Newell, and welcome to Pilot Lights. The podcast brought to you by two highly unqualified adults who break down pilot episodes of new and old TV shows. And just so you know, this podcast comes with a permanent spoiler alert. Welcome to Pilot Lights. I'm Anna Marie, and I'm here with Brittany. Hello. Uh, hi. Wait, hold on. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Okay, jeez. That's so weird. That's a thing I would do and not that you would do. Well, it's from shrinking. When you, Sorry, we'll get to that part when he's like, she's like, what are you doing? Oh, hello. <laughs> sorry. In the bushes? Yeah. Oh, okay. so wait, go back and rewatch that part where he's like, oh, hello. <laughs> okay, 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 I believe you. I will cut that out. That's fine. Um, all right. Uh, let's catch up. I just feel, Brittany, it's been like a long time since I know. I feel like I've seen you. I know. And we're recording on a different day than we normally do. Yeah. So oh. I'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's <After true>. this. <laughs> Yeah. But also, it's been a while. It has been. And like this week for me, at least, has been the worst slash slowest week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. At school on Tuesday, we had to like proctor ACT for juniors, which is great and all. And also, that means we get like half a day of like work day because the other kids like don't come in at all. Yeah. But let me tell you, that means that this week has had two Mondays. (laughs) Okay. Because literally, I had a kid yesterday. Wednesday, who asked me, hey, how was your weekend? And I said, you mean Tuesday? <laughs> it was like, so anyway, it's getting to me. I mean, if it makes you feel better, I've been in a lot of meetings this week, like with teachers. Yeah. And everybody has said, sorry, is it what? What day is what it today? Is it? Is it? I, t- I even today I said Wednesday <laughs> to yeah. you. I'm like, is it Wednesday? Listeners, it's Thursday. Yeah, well, so, okay, so work's been slow. Anything else? Um, I don't know. I'm uh, thinking of getting a gym membership. <laughs> so I think I'm going through a life crisis right now. Wait. I'm <laughs> just wait, kidding. That's funny. No, that is great. Like, I used to have a gym membership in California, and then COVID happened. So okay. then it was shut down. And then when they started going back, I was like, I'm not going to wear a mask uh-uh. and, like, exercise. That's gross. So now I'm like, oh, it's probably time. So maybe on Saturday I'm going to go and, I don't know, do some uh, elliptical. (laughs) You know what? some weights. What gym are you going to join? Planet Fitness. Yeah. Is that what you have? No, I love Planet Fitness. They just didn't have it in California. I know. They had 24-hour fitness. That's what I had. And I didn't even join a gym in California. went to your work. Well, yeah. And then when that shut down, I just started going on eight mile walks every morning yeah that's true remember when you fell (laughs) three times you mean yeah which time (laughs) which time are you talking about uh this was a common occurrence listeners i would this will lead right into my week uh so let's start off with i am not a coordinated person all the time uh-huh. So I would go on these long walks and, it, you know, we lived in the Bay. So there's like this beautiful nature preserve that we used to walk yeah. through. 
Um, and <laughs> on multiple occasions, for whatever reason, my ankle <laughs> would turn and I have horrible ankles as it is. So I just like tripped and I, f- I would fall knee first. Like, and skin your knee. And skin the same oh, GD knee every single time. <laughs> yeah. And then I would call or text Donna Marie because she was working from home and say, yeah. hey, um, well, I don't even know why I would call you. I think there was one time that you were like, can you just get some ice ready? And I was like, oh my gosh, do I need to come get you? And you're like, I'm on a trail. How are you going to come get me? I'm and like, then, I don't know. Do you remember when uh, I looked at my Apple Watch map? Yes. And you could see the actual squiggle of like yeah. where I fell twice. Um, yeah, yep. that was fun. If you zoomed in far enough, it was like this little tiny, like. A little blip, <laughs> a little blip on the trail. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, Anna Marie has been there for me in multiple occasions when I have uh, fallen yeah pickleball I, pickleball oh, <laughs> the, the second time I ever played pickleball <laughs> which I was told <clears throat> by a friend who plays pickleball uh-huh. every Sunday that no you'll totally be fine by the second time you play pickleball and so I'm like okay whatever getting ready to walk off the court someone says hey Brittany one last game <laughs> I'm like I don't know I'm done no one last and homegirl Tears her calf muscle, couldn't walk, had to have people carry me to my car. Yeah, and upstairs. And then you guys helped me. And then Virginia was like, I'm going to drive home. I'm like, no, you don't need to follow me. I'm fine. And then she called you and she's like, get downstairs. You need to help Brittany walk upstairs. No, that was so sweet. So embarrassing. Uh, Have I played pickleball since? No. Have you done any other sporty things? Okay, one, you know I have. (laughs) Second... (laughs) Uh, listeners, I went skiing for the first time in, Hello. I want to say 21 years. I think the last time I went skiing, oh, I'm going to, was, I was 16 and I made this joke and I'm going to make it here. Okay. A person slash child slash baby who was born on the last day that I had gone skiing could legally drink alcohol <laughs> on the day that I went skiing this time. I fell three times. One time. But you got back up. I got back up. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Or not. Okay. Um, so the first time Brooklyn was like, here, let's ski through this group of people right when we got there. We were going from one bunny hill to the other, but we had to ski through people. And I was like, I think I'm going to take my skis off. She's like, you'll be fine. I wasn't <laughs> fine. I skied, slid, and I couldn't get up. I couldn't like take my skis off. I couldn't get up in this like, I think it was a male. He goes, excuse me, ma'am, do you need help getting up? And I was like, no, I'm good. He's like, I, I think I'm going to help you up. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Second time I fell on getting on the magic carpet. <laughs> I had to stop the compare so I could get up. Um, and then I fell, my niece skied into me and knocked me over coming oh, off the chairlift. Geez. But other than that, I didn't fall at all while I was going down the hill. Okay. And, like, skiing. Okay. Well, ready to talk about our show? I'm so ready. Right, so our episode today is about the new show on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. It's called Shrinking. Yes, I picked this show. You did. Why? Um, I had read some really good reviews on it, and I love the creators of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was really excited, and so I'm glad we you got to watch it, and we both yep. watched more than just the pilot episode. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, we've both, we've seen all of it, right? All, that's all of the stuff that's out, yeah. 
That's currently out, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was created and written by Brett Goldstein. Anamari, who's Brett Goldstein? Roy Kent. He's here. He's there. He's every. He's every. <laughs> um anyways yeah roy kent from ted lasso uh, our favorite curmudgeon and grouch uh so he's one of the creators bill lawrence who also was a creator of ted lasso but who also created do you know what else he created scrubs scrubs yeah. i love scrubs and cougar town and? which i have actually <laughs> seen all of uh- my Isn't friend Krista, my friend Krista and I were texting back and forth about Cougar Town because she said that this has some Cougar Town vibes, which I was like, eh, I never, I had never really. I think I watched like part of an episode, but I was like, eh, I don't know. But I've heard it's really good. Well, it's because there's a a same actor who's in it. Yes, so I can see why it feels like that because it does. Yeah, and then um, the third creator and writer is Jason Siegel. And I think most people know Jason Siegel from a lot of um, Jed Apatow kind of shows. So he, he, my first introduction to (laughs) Jason Siegel is, was from Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. And I, I love Freaks and Geeks. It's one season. It is, I still think one of the best shows. Um, And it was like one of his first, I think that was like one of Jason Siegel's first most of those actors and actresses. Exactly. It was like everyone who was on it was pretty yeah. much, it was their first thing. Yeah. I really know him from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, so to me, he's not just Jason Siegel. Like, he is. What's his name, Anamarie? <laughs> Marshall. Okay. Wouldn't you say that in our Venn diagram, Freaks and Geeks is me and How I Met Your Mother is you? Um... Hey, I like Freaks and Geeks, too. Okay. All right. Okay. Let me take that back. But also, the other part is true. But, like, the fact that that's where I know him from and that's where you know him from, I love. Well, sure. Yeah, because I, what, like, two years ago had seen Freaks and Geeks. You had watched it much earlier. I watched it when it came out. But, yeah, he's been in so many other things, like Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, I love you, man. That's a big one. Oh, my God. The slap of the bass. (laughs) Also has Paul Rudd. We love him. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, like, long story short, we both apt, like love yes. Jason Jason Siegel. Yeah, he like, does a good job with not only acting but like his writing. You know. Yeah, and he's just like I think what I like. I, he has a similar vibe as um, Chris O'Dowd. Okay. Yeah. Don't you yeah, think yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like kind of he can play both serious and he can play funny and goofy. Goofy. And I think I've. I was listening to a podcast with Conan O'Brien and Jason Siegel, oh, yeah. and it was just like, he just seems like such a charming guy. So yeah. Anyways. Okay. Well, that's like, that's our welcome to our Jason Siegel podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the show originally aired January 27th of this year, 2023. Yeah. And um, I'm going to read the IMDb blurb. Okay. You ready? <clears throat> Let me get my voice ready. A grieving therapist starts to tell his clients exactly what he thinks. Ignoring his training and ethics, he finds himself making huge changes to people's lives, including his own. Ooh. I think that's like the most descriptive one we've read before. Yeah. It is grammatically a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> compared to others that like literally made Roswell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, let's talk about the cast a little bit, yeah? Yes. Okay, so 
In addition to creating and writing the show, Jason Siegel is our main character. Jason plays uh, the character Jimmy, mm-hmm. who is um, grieving, as it's said in the um, in the in the blurb. And at the point of the episode at the beginning, we don't know why he's grieving. Um, mm-hmm. He self medicates and uses prostitutes and drugs at the very beginning of this episode to sort of get over this grief. Yeah. We then have um, his neighbor, Liz, Mm -hmm. who is played by Krista Miller. Yep. Um, Do you know who she's? So she's the one. Okay. I know her from so many things. I know. First and foremost, the Drew Carey show. (laughs) Yeah. And then, of course, Scrubs. So that's the Bill Lawrence huge connection. And then Cougar Town. She's Bill. Yeah. Keep going. Sorry. Wait, what? She's Bill Lawrence's wife. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, now it all makes sense. It's kind of like Leslie Mann. Yeah, and Jed Apatow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, now it makes sense. But So she's in Cougar Town, and she's the neighbor. So when I see her in this show, and we'll talk about like her relationship with the other characters, I mean, it, I just feel like Krista Miller <laughs> literally plays the same character so now i'm wondering is it just herself is she just being herself in all of these shows i'm probably most people do jason siegel's playing very similar to what he is <laughs> that's true and i met your mother yeah yeah. There's, yeah there's a scene in another episode that like really gives me flashbacks to forgetting sarah marshall yeah Be- when he's playing the piano <laughs> yes and like talking like dracula or whatever <laughs> it's so great okay so let's get back to our cast um okay so krista miller is a neighbor um, and then her husband's name is Derek. Uh, and so Derek is married to Liz and Derek is played by Ted McGinley. Yeah. He's kind of in this first episode comes off as sort of like a jerk slash idiot, but I feel like as the series goes on, I actually find him really funny. Yes. And other interactions with him and other people. It's yeah. just, like there were actual well, like laugh out loud moments same. for me with him. Same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have Gabby. Who yes. is played by Jessica Williams? Gabby is a coworker, a fellow therapist of Jimmy's. Um, we, uh, I'll cut this part out. I was going to say we find out she was also Jimmy's wife's best friend in later as episodes, mm-hmm. but we'll. True. I think it's that's important. fine. We can get to that part. Yeah. Um, and Do you know her from anything? I looked it up. She was in Fantastic Beasts and all of those series. I think she plays a wiz, a witch in those. Yeah, she just she looks so familiar and like her acting like feels really familiar yeah. to me. But then when I looked her up, I mean, I've seen f- the first Fantastic Beasts, but I, like I don't remember it. Yeah, so I'm just like, it's kind of interesting. I don't know yeah. where she's from. Yeah, but she's great. I really like her. Her introduction is really fun. Nice. And then we have Paul, who is also he's kind of the head therapist at the office. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is played by uh, the great Harrison Ford. Yes, Sir Harrison Ford. <laughs> is he a knight? No, I'm oh. kidding. <laughs> well, I'm going to be calling him that from now on. He's like, what, the archaeologist? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. A space... <laughs> I don't know. Cadet? Space no. pirate? I don't know. <laughs> okay. um, the president, Air Force One? Okay, go on. A fugitive? From fugitive? <laughs> okay, so... Um, which I find interesting that he's in this because I think that there's this trend that's happening right now of like movie stars starring in TV shows. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Like he's currently in the prequel to Yellowstone as well. 
I found that out oh. from Cammy. But like okay. Harrison Ford's never done other shows, you know? I don't think he has. I mean, I read that in an article. Oh, so. Okay. I will that I believe you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So another character we have is Sean. So Sean is a client of Jimmy. He's played by the actor Luke Tenney. I did not know him from anything. No. So he has, you know, he's a African-American male who was in the army, has major PTSD and anger issues. And then he has, we find pretty early on to his introduction that he's court ordered therapy and yeah. Jimmy is his therapist. Um, okay. Alice. We have Alice. Alice is Jimmy's daughter and mm-hmm. she's played by Lukita Maxwell. And that's pretty much her... <laughs> the first few episodes and like this first episode she's just like very clearly bitter towards jimmy and early on you don't really know why right yeah but it's just jimmy and alice in the house and Mm -hmm. alice is pretty well taken care of by a neighbor liz Liz. who's just kind of like taking her in and helps with all this stuff let's also just like state that all of these characters are hella wealthy (laughs) I and they they live in California, Pasadena. so that's a huge deal. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I know. I uh, I guess I don't know. It makes me think. What in the world do these people do? I mean, I guess we know he's three a of them yeah. are therapists. Yeah, but obviously, really wealthy. Well, like in a like their practice, practice. Yeah, I know their building is their office building is very nice. Yes. Okay. Last character, and then we're moving on. Um, yes. the last character who we really don't have any interaction with besides like a cameo. Um, scene yeah. is Brian. Brian is Jimmy's estranged best friend, mm-hmm. and he hasn't. We find he hasn't talked to Jimmy in like over a year. He's a lawyer, and he's played by Michael Yuri. Ugh, how do I, you know Michael Yuri? I love every single role that he plays. Yeah, what do I really know him from? Ugly Betty, yeah. obviously. Um, I just watched the entire series of Younger, and he's in that. Oh. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anything that he does, I love. And I just really like his character. Again, pilot episode, we, we're not even really introduced to him. Yeah. But later on in other episodes, like, I think this is his best, Aww. like, n- nicest, yet still totally funny and kind of sassy role yeah. that he plays that I've seen him in so yeah. I just I love him so much well can I tell you a piece of <laughs> trivia of how they got Harrison Ford to be on the show oh please okay so Jason Siegel said that Brett Goldstein originally wanted quote a Harrison Ford type for the role and was going <laughs> uh-huh. to audition people similar to Ford Siegel told Goldstein that they had to at least bring Ford in to try it first and mm-hmm. thinking like oh he's going to turn it down immediately but at least mm-hmm. then the other people would hear that Harrison Ford was brought into the project and it might generate interest from other notable actors in the role obviously i'm reading this from imdb in the end goldstein talked to ford and sold him on the role however he still doesn't understand what he did to convince him but was elated nonetheless oh <laughs> is that I cool love that yeah. yeah i mean that's really cool that um now it makes me wonder how much he's getting paid i'm sure he's getting paid a lot and we probably could have looked that up but um (laughs) yeah all right let's go with the let's get started with the plot Mm -hmm. all right so do you want me to start yes please so the show opens picture this a loud lovely piano sound of billy joel we hear like loud noises of somebody in the pool and then we are 
brought to a bedroom where Liz and Derek are lying in bed. <clears throat> they argue back and forth. No, it's your turn to go talk to him. Derek pretends like he's sleeping and Liz goes, you're the worst. <laughs> she gets up, walks out. And um, to Jimmy, who's playing uh, the air piano uh, while two women are playing in the pool. It's three in the morning and he's been drinking and taking drugs. And you are just introduced to this character. He seems lovable. You can tell they have a relationship of some sort. And they pack it up. They go inside. And that's kind mm -hmm. of that first introduction. At the end, I think what's interesting in that scene is he looks at her and he just says like, hey, Liz, I'm really sorry. And she's like, I know. Yeah, I know. I felt there are other shows that either start that way or have a scene like that. Right. And, you know, the person who is the loud noisemaker, yeah. who's doing the drugs, who's with the women, sometimes they have like a snobby like retort yeah. or they're like, yeah, I'll turn it down. And then they actually turn it up or something. And I can see Jason Siegel doing something like that. So that's what I was anticipating. And then all of a sudden it was like, he actually was sorry. Yeah. And I just thought, Wow, this is interesting. So yeah. I was intrigued. I did like that. So the next scene is the morning. He's saying goodbye to these not prostitutes that he hadn't paid yet, uh, <laughs> is how he described them to Liz. He goes back into the house and we see his daughter shuffling in the kitchen, cleaning up this mess of like empty bottles. And mm -hmm. he says, you know, good morning, whatever. She doesn't pay attention to him. She gives him yeah. his breakfast. Calls him bro oh yeah and then so she leaves like takes her breakfast and leaves and then right before she leaves she sets up or she like there's oh, a picture frame yeah there's a picture frame that was you know face down and she puts it back up yeah right yep and then you see him with his arms around her and then this other woman like yeah his wife yeah so her mom her mom, <laughs> um, which it's like an interesting scene that sets up definitely the relationship between um, Jimmy and Alice. He's getting ready for the day. He gets in his car. His car doesn't start. So he gets on a bike that's way too small for him and <laughs> rides his bike to work. We see that it's just like obvious that his life is falling apart to some yeah. extent, right? He walks in. He, You see that it's like cognitive behavioral therapy and i yeah. think that the idea if i hadn't watched a preview i would have been like oh he's going to therapy yeah um and he he walks into the office there's a man sitting he's like oh are you okay and he's like yeah i'm fine and then he goes what can i do for you today so it's like clear it's like oh he's the therapist yeah so and it's like barely had even any time yeah. to to get in that mindset yeah. maybe yeah, yeah i mean he's still like hungover and <laughs> and he hadn't slept all night and he's just into therapy. So the whole first little piece, like you see him um, talking to some of the people in his that he treats for therapy. And just basically mm -hmm. it's like the same old stuff. Somebody's dealing with OCD. Somebody's dealing with people who are mean. A lady has an abusive husband. And mm -hmm. he's basically over and over saying like, how do you feel about that? Well, then the woman who has an abusive husband I – out of all these things, it's probably been a long day of him like being at work, but Jimmy just kind of loses it yeah. because she says something like, oh, you know, yeah, he's mean, he's abusive or whatever, but like he loves me. And, she, and, and Jimmy's just like, no, he doesn't. Like no man, no one would ever say that a person who treats you that poorly loves you. And yeah. he really just essentially encourages her to leave him. Yeah. He gives her an ultimatum, either leave him or I'm done being your therapist. Yeah. And and then she was like, okay, 
Yeah. And it's funny because if you look at his face, he's kind of shocked by her like quick response. And then she just like gets up and like walks out of his office and you see his face like, uh, did that really just happen? Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of shocked. Um, so that was interesting. Yeah. I see that really sets up how we see him later on um, mm-hmm. interacting with his other yeah patients yeah clients yeah so it's just the setup of like he's kind of at his wits end and again like he's giving out hard advice and that's where it sets up this sort of series where he's taking a turn of traditional therapy mm-hmm. which we will talk about later because mm-hmm. i have a lot of thoughts on that um so at this point he goes into the kitchen of his therapy office and we are introduced to gabby who is hysterical i think gabby I love is so much. such a funny character And uh, she's filling up like a 64 ounce water bottle. And it's like, and so we're introduced to Gabby and And Paul and Paul and Paul is, you know, this grumpy classic Mm -hmm. Harrison Ford character, just grumpy and kind of curmudgeon-y, but also like he calls him kid. And it's just like, I don't know, you get the sense that, you know, Paul's in charge and they both like really look up to him and, you know, at this point, Jimmy says, you know, have you guys ever gotten to the point with a, a patient where you just like are so sick of hearing the same thing mm-hmm. and you finally you just want to say like, if it makes you unhappy, then don't do it again. And yeah. um, <clears throat> Paul says, oh, yes, that's called compassion fatigue. And um, Jimmy's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, well, what have you done, Paul? And he's like, nothing. I'm <laughs> going to go back and do therapy exactly by the books. And in that scene, it's not necessarily important for the pilot, but we do actually learn that Paul uh, has Parkinson's. Yes, yes, absolutely. Which, I mean, that's important for the rest of the show, not the pilot episode. No. But, but also, yeah, it shows the relationship that Gabby's like really caring and, and worrying about Paul, yeah. her friend, also co-worker, and yeah. really wants him to drink more water. Exactly. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah. So you can see throughout this day, like Jimmy is just exhausted, right? He goes back to, to his uh, clients and he's yawning and he's tired and he's getting ready to leave. And Gabby stops him and says, hey, I know you want to leave, but I have this client that like I think I need you to take. Mm-hmm. He's reluctant about it, but eventually he takes this client who, and she goes, well, I like this part too. She's like, it's easy peasy. It's a walk in the park. He's a veteran who has intense PTSD and he was court ordered for a bar fight. And he's like, that's not easy. It's not a walk in the park. No. Um, and so we're introduced to Sean, who's a young African-American male who mm-hmm. got into a fight and their introduction is really bad. Like Jimmy is yawning and he's making like snarky comments kind of. Yeah. And Sean's just like, what the F is this? Like I'm yeah, out. Why am I here? Yeah. And, and he leaves. And he leaves. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy goes home he um this is my favorite part p.s one of my bath well he wants to take a bath and watch tv in his bathtub (laughs) but he comes home and alice isn't there so he goes Uh, to his neighbor uh liz's house and he's like sneaking through the bushes and liz like looks out the window and comes up she's like jimmy what the f are you like what the hell are you doing and he's like oh hello Okay. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. Go back and watch it. The way he okay. says it is just like it's just oh, it's classic Jason Segel. Yeah, like, just like goofy. Like that. Oh, yeah. anyway, so 
Well, yeah. that's also, I actually wrote this down and I want to say this about that exact scene. So again, he's out, he's in the bushes outside of Liz's house. And then Liz is just like, I have to ask, is this you forever? <laughs> and he sighs and is like, I don't know. And I just think that right there tells us <clears throat> he's been this way for a while, mm-hmm. you know? And so we're learning more about um, maybe things that have happened yeah. and things that are going on. And we also just see more of the relationship between the neighbor yeah. <laughs> and him. Yeah. Um, so I just, I thought that was important. I think it's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because you see that like they obviously, again, he's they've clearly been neighbors for a while and they have a close relationship Mm -hmm. right so i think that's a really important part and she's you know she's like she's fed her homework's done and you know she's ready to come back and alice is what like 17 16 or something yeah and liz was like and you know she did great at soccer and he's like oh soccer started and liz was like yeah soccer started and she did great yeah so i think one of the parts we sort of missed is before he goes over to liz's house when he walks into the door we have a flashback of him walking in and his wife is watching television she's watching mma (laughs) and there's just this really beautiful back and forth where they're joking and again here we we don't know what's happened to his wife but we get Mm -hmm. that he's grieving her So at this point as a viewer, you're not sure if she's left them, if she's passed away, if we don't know, we don't know Mm -hmm. what's happened. Um, But we get the sense that they had a very loving marriage and he's having this horrible, you know, or this really beautiful memory of what happened. And then it comes back and he's just staring at an empty couch and empty kitchen. And at that point is when he goes over to find Alice because she's not home. Right. So um, the next morning, he's making an omelet. He's, like, trying. He's on the phone with Paul. And Paul's like, if you want a connection with Alice, making an omelet's not going to be the thing that, like, (laughs) fixes this. So you got to really try to make connections or whatever. So it's clear in this moment that Paul and Jimmy have a very close relationship where Jimmy calls him for advice um, Mm -hmm. about his daughter and his relationship and all these kind of uh, interactions. Mm -hmm. Um, At this point, what happens? He goes back to the office. Yeah, he goes back to work. Sean is there, and he, Jimmy's surprised that he's there yeah. because pre- the previous day he just like walked out of their session. Mm-hmm. And then Sean's like, "Well, I have to be here. Like the court's making me be here." What's nice that I remember happening is that Jimmy like apologized for the day before yeah. and how he was, you know, not prepared and you know yawning or whatever. So he holds up the picture of this man that Sean has just like beaten and it's really graphically bad and he's like this is not just like being mad you you hit him even after he passed out and he's like Mm -hmm. yeah and i don't know how to overcome this can you fix it Mm -hmm. and um jimmy goes i don't don't know and he's (laughs) like what the hell is this right and he's like i have an idea we got to get all that anger out let's go find Mm -hmm. somebody for you to beat up so they leave the (laughs) office which okay anybody who's a therapist at this point or has done anything mental health related or who has yeah. gone to therapy is very uncomfortable at this moment. Mm-hmm. And I will get to this in ratings. I don't think that they highlight this enough. You would never do that unless you were like no. a life coach, unless you were some sort of, you know, behavioral person, right. you would never take a therapist out and do a fight 
and so he takes him to this like gym and basically mm-hmm. he's just fighting this person and gets a crap beat out of him mm-hmm. and while they're um, sitting outside sean opens up to him a little bit yeah. and this is when we find out that jimmy's wife died and yeah. sean says well are you supposed to be telling me this he's like probably not <laughs> no not at all um, <laughs> but did he say like we'd gotten in an argument and she was in a really horrible car accident and died um, and I think that's the part that you were saying is like a bit eye opening, right? Because yeah, you're not sure. Did she leave them? Did she die of like being sick? Because that's a different kind of grief. Yep. Um, but yep. this was like sudden and so like out of the blue. And yep. Jimmy goes back to the office and Gabby's like, What are you doing? Like, you can't take like an African American black yep. young man and oh, teach him how to fight. In this mm-hmm. like day and age. And also Gabby's also black. She's also yep. African-American. So at this point, she's like, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to pretend like I don't know what you're doing. And these are your choices. He gets a phone call from Grace, who is the, the patient who left uh, her husband. And she's like, I did it. I left. I left my husband. So that's also really important to note because this is before he gets that phone call before he takes Sean out fighting so like yeah so he has this little taste of success yeah Yeah, reinforcement that like what he's his maybe unorthodox attempts or his ways are actually paying off for what he thinks is in you know his patient's benefit yeah throughout the series and you and i both watched the whole series paul definitely just expresses his like um disapproval for this type of therapy like you are breaking boundaries like i should fire you on the spot Mm -hmm. Um, but he doesn't and paul just kind of like talks with him about it and jimmy nothing like he continues like with this so we get to this part where um we see sean and he's at a burger place he's leaving and this man just like bumps him and it's we see it it's not just a by mistake like you see this man almost wind up yeah to like actually yeah run into sean so what we know from sean is like he has you know anger management issues and he would probably almost kill this man for doing that because that's even the reason why the first victim you know got hurt and he's in therapy for this reason and you it's so interesting the camera is like focused on sean and you kind of see him you almost see like the wheels turning in his mind of like is he going to explode or like what's happening the scene ends it flips to Jimmy and he gets a phone call. And so he answers it and he's like, hey, man. Um, and then you see his face kind of like lower and you're like, oh, my gosh. This is what I thought. Uh-huh, same. Sean had been arrested and this was like yeah. his one call. Yeah. So then you see um, Jimmy in his car. He's driving and then he pulls up to the sidewalk in front of that same restaurant. And there's Sean yeah. just slumped sitting on the curb. And he's like, I saw myself beating him up. Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah. And that is a huge breakthrough, you know, and like huge progress for this man who would like totally like almost kill this man (laughs) who bumped into him. So that was like a really big deal. And so Jimmy, again, it's like these little tiny tastes of success and progress um, in his weird, you know, ways. Yeah. So I think that's a good scene 
too. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. oh man, you, you also start to like have positive, warm regards and feelings towards Sean, I think in this scene. Yeah, Cause yeah, we're yeah. like, oh, he's like learning from, he's learning from Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're sitting and Jimmy goes, oh, I'm so happy. Let's go get a burger. And, uh, J- and Sean says, oh, I feel bad. Like maybe don't you have something to do? And Jimmy said, well, it's my daughter's soccer game, but she won't know <laughs> I'm not there. And Sean says, yes, she will. Yes, she will. And, uh, and he, he goes, well, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's on the other side of town. Like, I don't know if I can make it. And he's like, let's yeah. do it. So again, <clears throat> crossing some boundaries here, he and Sean get in the car and start driving. Mm-hmm. They get stuck in traffic and classic like Southern California, um, stuck in traffic. At, I did like this line where uh, Sean goes, is this because of the game? And Jimmy goes, yes, Sean, this traffic is due to a high school girls soccer, girls game. soccer <laughs> game. And he's like, all right. Yeah. So they, they like pull over, mm-hmm. literally park the car on the sidewalk. Yeah. And he's like, you're just going to leave the car here. And then this is another thing. Jason yeah. or uh, Jimmy was like, Hey, I'm a white man in Pasadena. The worst they're going to do is tow it for me and like send it, t- tow it to my house. <laughs> yeah. It's something like that. It's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, they're just like running around the town, around the blocks. They end up having to like run up this hill. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Just picture, you know, Southern California, deserty hill. It's so funny because you see Sean. I mean, he's ex-military, yeah, yeah. former military. So he's like totally running up this hill. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just see in the background, Jimmy is lying on the ground because he's like, I need a, I can't do it. I, don't, I can't do it. I haven't worked out like, in a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so just literally climbing over things, scaling these fences. Yeah. And they make it to the field they make it to the game apparently they just started Mm -hmm. so it's like so heartwarming to see him there he even kind of makes eye contact with his daughter like his daughter sees that he's there and there's this little tiny smile and you can see on his face he's like proud of himself for i don't know being a father um and then the music kind of fades and we see this like Buffy guy like walking across the field, which I'm like, how would he know that? Anyways, and it's uh, yeah. is her name Grace? Uh, Heidi Gardner. It's her husband who's been left, yeah. and he comes over and he's like, "What do I pay you for?" And he just starts beating up Jimmy. Well, mm-hmm. again, remember Sean is there, and Sean hits the guy, and it's pretty bad. Like when Jimmy's down, like this guy's just like kicking him and punching him, and Sean's like sticks up for him basically and um but he loses control and just starts hitting this guy pretty keeps going pretty heavy so yeah sean gets arrested and this guy goes to the hospital and um he's like sitting down watching this and alice comes up and sits down and she just says thanks for coming to my soccer game and Mm -hmm. he goes i would have come sooner it's just really hard you look so much like your mom and i think that's like such a crappy answer but i think it says a lot that there's like some of this like healing part of their relationship. But in that moment we realize like why he has actually been avoiding his daughter. And he admits mm-hmm. to the fact that like, I would have come, but, and I don't know, I think that's such a telling moment that he's really trying to get past this like year long f- phase and haze that he's been in. Yeah. Well, and that's it. Yeah. End credits. That's the end of the episode. I think one of the things that I really like about this show in general is 
I think it does depict an interesting aspect of grief mm-hmm. and how different people deal with grief. And you, we've all talked, I mean, I feel like you and I, I don't know anybody that was in our house through COVID. We had so many existential conversations about like yep. all of us going through different reasons of feeling grief or sadness, like uh-huh. breaking off a relationship or having somebody pass away or having somebody uh-huh. be really sick. And, and working through that, I think the show does a pretty good job of, of showing at least one aspect of grief, but also not just that, but like, I think it has an interesting component of the effects grief has on those around you. Right. Yeah, I agree. It makes me think of, have I experienced grief? Even though you literally were just mentioning things. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if I were actually looking at my life, of course, like, of course I've experienced periods of grieving um, for various reasons, but overall in my mind, I'm like, no, Um, maybe because of what I just picture grieving to be or like reasons for that. And so watching this show has been interesting because it's not just Jimmy yeah. losing his wife who is grieving, yeah. but literally everyone. And I mean, like Gabby, we learn later on that Gabby was the best friend of the wife. And like Paul was even really close with her. And obviously there's the neighbor. And so everyone has this, di- and of course the daughter, hi, Alice, Everyone has these different relationships, like right. you said. Well, but- and I think we haven't like we haven't talked about Brian at all because we yep, just see him friend. when Sean and Jimmy are sitting at the gas station. He's pumping gas. He's like, "We got to go," and he's like, "Why?" He's like, "That's my best friend," and I haven't talked to him in a year. Yeah. And so in the next episode, we meet this friend, and he's like, "You're a dick. Like you haven't talked to me in a year, and mm-hmm. I was trying to be there for you." So I think it adds like an interesting discussion of how are people, how do people grieve and also people putting parameters on grief and like, like uh-huh. how what's you, allowed how you should. Not. And I think like what's interesting is in this show, there's definitely like a, a I think like a, a hinting that like the way he's grieved is wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, he's shut people out. He's not been yeah. a good dad. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I get that. Um, And then part of me is also like for someone who is a therapist, I feel like they they should be more equipped to not like completely handle their grief, but also like be more aware of it. And to me, it's like of all professions, of all people, like, yeah, I think he's not doing a great job, but also like what the heck, Anna Marie, you can't say that about someone. But I'll, but like if someone's not a therapist and they don't really know about the yeah. grieving process and, and how to deal with emotions and boundaries, maybe they would not make good choices for themselves. But it's like, come on, Jimmy, like, shouldn't you know better? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't want to be too harsh, but I think that's kind of the point of the whole show. Like, I think so. Yeah. I think it adds a lot <laughs> to the discussion too. Like, okay, so he's a therapist. And for the last year, he's, like, numbed and not been present mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. been there. And so, like, what is what kind of therapy has he done? But I also am, like, a different kind. I'm a behavior therapist. So, like, mm-hmm. I can be going through my own things and know exactly what I need to do. Um, 
but I'm like in the mental health realm. And I feel like when I've been at my lowest across different aspects of my life, it's really hard to do my job effectively. I guess. You know, so it's, I think it's, it's an interesting concept. I love therapy. I know I've talked about therapy. I've had specific times in my life where I would have not functioned in a good way without having mm-hmm. had a therapist. I think from the therapist standpoint, and I'll get into this too when I talk about the script, um, it's, I love this show because I love like the relationships that are built, the realism, I think the realistic depiction of grief. Mm-hmm. I really feel uncomfortable with mm. the therapy components. Like yeah. to the point that I almost can't enjoy parts of the show because in my mind, I have been like, I have a code of ethics as a behavior therapist where you have like a HIPAA code and you have this like right. client patient sort of relationship Yeah, that when you're taking somebody out and like eating dinner and then eventually like spoiler, Sean moves in with him it just gets more and more uncomfortable for me where I'm like as a therapist if Sean moved into his house he'd be like hey I can't be your therapist anymore but he doesn't and it's like that's really uncomfortable for me to watch so it's yeah well then also he has a daughter a teenage daughter who's there and let me talk we need to talk about their relationship because okay so what seven episodes or six episodes so far that I've seen (laughs) there is still a part of me a part of me that is not convinced that she is not a stepdaughter. Like, oh. I mean, I'm sure, yes, that she is actually the biological daughter of the wife and Jimmy. Oh. However, their relationship is so strained yeah. that for the first few episodes, and I already said part of me still right now, it's acting, you know, other shows, it's acting like she's the stepdaughter. They lived together for maybe two years because they got married later and the wife dies. And then now it's like almost strangers living together. But the fact that if she actually is like his real daughter, that their relationship looks like that. I mean, that is not good. Yeah, I would agree. It's like an uncomfortable kind of relationship that is just very strained and I guess after a year of like being absent it would do damage to a relationship I I suppose there's a scene he has like oh there's blueberries for your overnight oats because I know you love them even though nobody loves them because they taste like wet paper which sometimes is true and and then she's like okay thanks and she's looking for her soccer jersey she can't find it. it turns out that he washed it and she and I was like waiting first time I watched this I was like are they going to make her character like so grateful for this? And she's literally like, it's not enough. Which I love. Like what you're doing is not enough. Yeah. When you've like, you're acting like you're the only one who this affects. Yeah. I know we've already talked about how grieving is different for everybody and who's to say what's right and wrong. However, when you're an adult parent. Yep. And you have a dependent child. Yep. I'm sorry, like being that selfish mm-hmm. to me is a wrong choice. That's a good point. And I mean, you, neither you nor I are parents yeah. and neither you or yeah. I are married. So I don't yeah, know, I know what it's like to lose a spouse. Okay. I've had a friend who lost a spouse and it was yeah. devastating and she didn't have children, but it was mm-hmm. like a good year yeah. of that kind of grief. 
And so it's really hard to put a label on mental health, in my opinion, because I don't, you never know how someone's going to react, but I agree. It's hard to watch in the show. Let's talk about (laughs) our reviews. Yep. Are you ready? Okay. So IMDB ratings, uh, overall a 7.8, which I think really, is, yeah, it's, it's, I think it was a little lower than I expected. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. Um, me too. Episode one, um, which the, the name of the episode is coin flip. We didn't talk about that. It was 7.7. So basically the same thing. I think Rotten Tomatoes, um, scores to me, I mean, it's pretty similar, but I think that this is more along like where I feel. So Rotten mm-hmm. Tomato average tomato meter is 81%. Yeah, just decent. And then average audience score is 84. Okay. B minus B. Sure. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I think what has been, what is interesting about reading the reviews is there's like a pretty good mix. Like I think most people really like the show. I think that a lot of people are comparing it to Ted Lasso. um, But I don't get that same vibe, right? Like I get a similar vibe. And there's like yeah. definitely the same kind of music. We'll get into my reading of music. There's the <laughs> same kind of like, like touching moments and things like that. But I, I don't know that it has, some of the critics are saying like, it doesn't necessarily have that like charm right away that Ted Lasso mm-hmm. brings in. And then the other side of critics are just saying like, this is a really lovely, likable scrub mixed like scrub-esque <laughs> mixed with cougar town which i didn't watch but i would assume since you've watched it like there's probably some similarities within like character development and relationships that um are there yeah like the kind of the witty um dialogue between characters but yeah. cougar town is not a wholesome show necessarily it's not uh, bad but yeah it doesn't give you the moral vibes necessarily like this show does okay in my so, mind yeah so okay jack calabrese um in a, an article from the breeze i love when i like just like google stuff and then i'm like i've never heard of this like ever um <laughs> it says the, the title of this uh review is shrinking sets the bar high for thoughtful comedies and low for therapists <laughs> a nitpick for this show is that it's not an accurate portrayal of professional behavior from a therapist Okay, duh. Mm-hmm. Um, one yep. of Jimmy's patients, Sean, who's played by Luke Tenney, is a good example of this. Basically, every single one of the things Jimmy does to help him would get him fired immediately. Yeah. He yeah. goes like so- lose his license, oh, yeah. probably. Yeah. He goes so far outside the lines that it becomes dumbfounding how he's able to keep his job. While his practices mm-hmm. are very creative and usually helpful, it does take away some of the credibility of the show. And mm-hmm. that perfectly depicts like how I feel about the therapy aspect of the show, even Paul. (laughs) So like Paul you find is secretly doing therapy with Alice. It's weird. Who is a minor who goes to his house. That's crossing boundaries too. Okay. Roger Ebert.com. Nick Allen wrote episode by episode. It's notable how shrinking isn't rushing to get anywhere, but the characters are so strong with the plotting, always keeping their dysfunctional relationships in flux that the series works as a hangout in which you care most about everyone's honesty with themselves and others. Shrinking can be as sunny and easygoing as the Pasadena weather. (laughs) 
not this Mm -hmm. month, uh, that surrounds them. But that provides all the more space for the heavier stuff to have its place. It's all part of the show's coziness, which comes with room for encouraging growth. And I would say that that is like a good review. I agree with what you've said, where it's like the characters are great, but then the whole like actual therapy aspect of this, which I'm sorry, is the whole show. Yeah. (laughs) That's the point. Like, So I like that the reviews are at least calling that part out. Okay, let's talk about our reviews, shall we? Okay, so our four main categories, (laughs) categories, we got uh, acting or characters, soundtrack, script, and makes me want to watch it more. (laughs) And then overall. So out of five flames, I give acting five out of five. Okay. I think... I think that this cast is packed full of really talented people mm-hmm. um, and they're all kind of themselves, yeah. but yet these own characters. I mean, Harrison Ford is himself, but he's different from yeah. other Harrison Ford. Yeah. Jason Siegel is neurotic <laughs> and yeah. funny and goofy, but also kind of heartwarming. So yeah. I, I think it's really good. Even sometimes I feel like child actors have a hard time, but the daughter she's not that young um she does a great job too yeah, so absolutely that's good. soundtrack you're gonna have probably a more detailed whatever just you know rating than mine i also give it five out of five oh yeah because um it's good music and it really adds to the scenes also i I do feel overall that this is kind of a heartwarming mm-hmm. show. So maybe that's why people kind of compare it to Ted Lasso, yeah. even though I would, I don't. Um, and the music makes it feel like that. Like it's still kind of upbeat yet. Hi, we're talking about grieving. Yeah. You know, that's a big thing. Script. Um, I think it's five out of five. Uh, yeah, I'll say five out of five. The, I think the jokes the dialogue between characters so funny. Yeah. Gabby makes me laugh out loud. Same. But actually Harrison Ford, so Paul, he's he's the the more monotone old man straight, you know, joker, but like his things are I think are just so funny. So, so funny. it's really good. I would say this technically is rated mature. I think a lot of it is the language. And there yeah. is a lot of language. However, I don't have that much of a problem as I have in other shows because it feels very natural. I just, me personally, I don't speak that way, but I'm okay with how they're using it. It's other like, shows, it's like Ted it's Lasso. It's like unnecessary. Ted Lasso yeah, that's true. Even though, yeah, even though for me, Ted Lasso is like, oh, it's British. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. So makes me want to watch it more. Uh-huh. Um, I'd say... 4.5 okay. out of 5. Okay. Clearly, I have watched more, and I am looking forward to tomorrow to watch it. Um, but also, like, if we hadn't done this for our podcast, like, I would have been okay, you know, with yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah, They're – how long are the episodes? About 40? Like, yeah, yeah, 40-ish, 35 to 40 minutes, depending yeah, on. Yeah, so not super long, not super short, but – it rolls, and I I do want to watch it more. So overall, I mean, most of mine were five. I'll say four point eight flames out of five flames. Okay, I like it. Yeah, I think we're gonna be similar. Um, so acting, I gave for the pilot episode four point five, um, which mm-hmm. I I liked it a lot. I thought the acting was really great. I thought that the characters were really fun. Like, mm-hmm. I I think introduction to each character actually does a really good job as the series develops being true to that 
to that introduction. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would say 4.5 to 5. Like, I think it was really good. Soundtrack yeah. 5. Um, you guys know I love music. You know I love, like, a scene that has the perfect song. Anytime Vampire Weekend's going to be in a soundtrack, it's going to be Five Flames for me. <laughs> um, so script. I gave a 4. Okay. Which is lower... I, I don't want to give it any lower than that because, like you said, the dialogue is so quick and funny. Like, yeah. when Gabby's talking about drinking her water... I laughed so hard. I right? know it's so real. And it's just like, that's how you talk. Like that's how you and I talk to each other. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when he, when he's like, he says something, she's like, all right, have a good day. And he's like, F you Gabby. And just like walks up, but she's like, okay, bye. It's like, it's not even anything. Anyways, yeah. the reason why it's not a five is because the therapy stuff really makes me uncomfortable as I'm watching okay. it. Yeah. So like his interaction with his, his patients and, like he goes to some of their homes and it's to me that's uncomfortable. And so I mm-hmm. can't give it that five out of five because that yeah. part really bothers me. Um, right. but four is still 80%. Okay. Yep. Makes me want to watch more. I said five. <laughs> um, for okay. me, I really loved watching this. I think I started watching it before I suggested it. I can't remember. You did. Yeah. But I watched all of it because I was sick and I watched all of it in one day. And it was mm-hmm. just like, it, was, it, it just is easy. I think that the pilot episode to me is like the best episode. So mm-hmm. for me, it kind of like just shifts a little bit and it becomes really funny. And I think like, but I think that the pilot episode is really, really well done. Um, mm-hmm. But it, every episode makes me want to keep watching. So overall, mm-hmm. I'm going to say probably actually like similar score. I think it's like 4.6, 4.5. Okay. Um, because I think it's really great. But yeah. um, really great. I think it's fun, and I think people will really enjoy it. It's not it's not heavy like right. Last of Us. That was heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not yeah. as light as IT Crowd. So it's like it's just there's That's a true. there's a good. It's not as dumb as IT Crowd, you know. Yeah, because I feel like the characters humor. are actually learning things. I mean, IT Crowd. There's no growth, not really, yeah. you know. And like we're seeing character development. We're learning things. Yeah. I think yeah. as the audience. Um, okay. Thanks for watching. This was awesome. Um, Shrinking, you can watch on Apple TV Plus. It uh, new episodes come out on Fridays. I think there's going to be. Uh-huh. I mean, nowadays episodes are like what they usually have ten episodes per season. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's five, almost six episodes out, or seven, almost seven episodes out. I think. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, give it a watch and let us know what you think about it. Yeah. All right. What are we doing next week, Anna Marie? next episode we're gonna do another newer show that um came out i want to say just a few weeks ago it's called not dead yet and it is on you can stream it on hulu Mm -hmm. is it an abc show i think so i think so so maybe you can watch it live on abc um or you stream it on hulu and yep that's my choice yeah not dead yet i'm excited (laughs) that'll be a fun one i i it'll be fun Thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure that you follow us and check us out on Instagram and Facebook. We're pilotlights.podcast or just pilotlights on Facebook. Yep. Um, share us with your friends and neighbors and nail- mailman. I thought you were going to say nail text. That would have been funny. That too. Yep. Whoever you want. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, we'll okay. see you next episode. All right. Love you. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> do we do
a song for the plot. You used to. I used to, but it, there's too many, so I cut it down. And then now you don't. Okay. I don't do it because our episodes are an hour long. Well, then let's get going. <laughs> <laughs>